everyone. Welcome to episode 35 of the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, time travelers, we're having a chat about Twisted Metal for the Sony PlayStation and going back to the year 1995. At the time of recording, it is November the 19th, 2021. I am Mash the Newton, and joining me through a series of tubes is my co-host, Andy the Android. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I've been uh, playing some more games and, you know, really embracing fall and Things have been getting a little busier uh, as we approach the Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S. Yeah, so I'm I'm getting more like trying to get things done because uh, you know next week's pretty much going to be a wash. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I'm actually really doing much until Friday when my parents are going to be coming by, and uh, it's the it's their first time coming to my house in I think a couple years, wow. probably because of COVID. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you know, mainly because of that. Uh, but yeah, it'll be nice. And I'm looking forward to making a non-traditional Thanksgiving dinner for them. It'll be yeah. great. And I, I think, you know, they can see maybe some things that you've done with the house. Like I think you've painted and done new floors and stuff since the last yeah, time. Yeah. Well, there. I think, I think they've seen, I think I've seen the floors since yeah. that happened. Like, man, that's, that's been a little over two years now. Yeah. <laughs> the, the pandemic's really messed with sense of time for, sure. for everything, but um, but yeah, I think, I think maybe something is new. I mean, I at least have a new, you know, my new drum set. They haven't seen that. Yeah. Um, not that, that that's like, not that that's like a decorative piece in the house or anything. <laughs> sure. But yeah, I don't know. It'd be great. Be nice having them, them over. You know, it's always nice to have your parents come to your house and you're like, see, look at, look at my nice house and the, the <laughs> life that I've built. Be proud of me. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Please. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, looking looking forward to that. And I don't know exactly what I'm doing on Thanksgiving Day myself. What about you? Uh, you know, actually, I don't have any plans because my um, I'm doing one Thanksgiving before a few days before, and then one Thanksgiving on Black Friday. So the day of Thanksgiving is going to be like wide open. So I'm I'm think I'm feeling some stay in PJs all day and play video games <laughs> thing nice. happening. That would be really nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what about you? Oh, I would just say, I think my partner and I are just going to make something like yeah. kind of Thanksgiving ish. Yeah. Um, since we're not going to be going anywhere and I don't know, instead of Turkey, you probably have some chicken. Uh, Cause it'd be easier. <laughs> Yeah. It, it, turkey really is a, a big chore. Last year, this is going to sound bad, but we, um, because there was only Thanksgiving for three, uh, we actually got some turkey breasts and I think we heated it up in the microwave or something and just like, oh, you know, man. sliced it. I mean, it was, it was super like, you know, it wasn't dry or anything. It was totally fine. And it was great to just have a little turkey with the stuffing and other things that we had. So, um, yeah, I think the small Thanksgiving isn't isn't a terrible idea either. Although you don't yeah. get the leftovers, right? So, yeah, I mean, you know, what you just what you just described is still better than one year when I was working at Starbucks and I opened on Thanksgiving Day, which I can't believe that they stay open on Thanksgiving still. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so I had to open the store that day and. You know, since it's later hours, I wasn't off until like Thanksgiving dinner that my family was doing. Yeah. It's like already over. So for Thanksgiving that year, I had a hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars 
Like yeah, that's yeah, how, yeah. that's how like depressing my Thanksgiving was that year. It was like, I had to work all day and then have a hot and ready. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's funny. Um, so, yeah. This year, be better this year. <laughs> yeah. This year I'm in charge of uh, mashed potatoes. So oh, dude, mashed potatoes are like yeah. some of my favorite food in the entire world. Mashed potatoes are amazing. I don't have so, them all that often, but man, I love them. So I'm going to try something new this year and uh, I'm going to sous vide them. So okay. basically put them in a bag for at 190 degrees for an hour or two. I haven't decided. Yeah. And you just sort of peel them, chop them, and then you throw them in the bag with uh, like cream cheese, milk and butter and maybe a little bit of seasoning. And <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think you just answered my, the question that I was going to ask after this, are you a skins or no skins on your uh, mashed potatoes kind of guy? I like skins, but okay. I'm trying to keep the, the, you know, be diplomatic and others have said, no, no skins. Well, that's nice of you then, <laughs> yeah. but so, they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I like the skins, the extra nutrients. If you ask yeah. me, I mean, to be fair, I, I like both. Yeah. I like, I like with and without, it just kind of depends. Yeah. You're not going to say, ew, there's no skins in this. Like I'm not yeah, eating it. Like, I'm like <laughs> spit it out, throw it across the room. Yeah. I so anyway, so. thanks everyone for coming to the retro game time machine, your official Thanksgiving day podcast. <laughs> you got it. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I thought it was funny how much we were talking about Thanksgiving now. Any, uh, okay. So anything else going on? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Still kind of streaming though. It, this, this week has been a little challenging uh, because of just how busy it's sort of been. So I had to cancel one of my streams, but we're going to talk a little bit more about stream stuff later at the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also actually speaking of past stream stuff, I did a couple the past couple weekends, I think <laughs> maybe. And then I might actually do some Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, more likely tomorrow than tonight. So uh, sorry for you listeners. If you're listening to this now, that is already in the past, as is everything we're talking about. So <laughs> sure. Um, so I guess that's par for the course. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's been fun. I like I like some of my new stream overlays as well. Um, and also shout out to Space Ghost. Uh, they've been hanging out in in my stream. I think they've been in some of yours as well. So yeah, possibly. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's good times. Should we get into the news or you got anything else? No, let's, let's do news. All right. Do you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> uh, let's go with the good news first. We'll go with the good news. Okay. So I was really excited about this and yeah. uh, Xbox got another 76 backwards compatible game or sorry, backwards compatible games added uh, the backwards compatibility program so they can all be played on modern Xbox consoles. There are some games that have enhancements like the FPS boost enhancements. Um, and they've brought like there's all the Max Payne games, there's Red Dead Revolver, the Time Splitters games. Like a good number of original Xbox games have now appeared in this list. We've also got some beautiful Katamari, some 50 Cent, Blood on the Sand. Um Anything in here, like in this list that you're like, oh my God, like this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I would really love to play some time splitter stuff. Cause that, that's a really, <laughs> yeah. Um, I time, can't believe time splitters is great. Yeah. 
Uh, and just like going through here, I can't believe that Oddworld Munch's Odyssey has not been on the backwards compatible list. Maybe it was playable on 360 at one point, but not Xbox One. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and actually, I, I just reminded myself by looking at this list that, you know, Max Payne I'm excited about, but the Fear Games, the Fear Games are all on backwards compatibility, and I'm yes. stoked about that because the first, I mean, I've really only played through the first one. I think I played the second, mm-hmm. but the first one, holy crap. Like, I was there for that on launch day on my PC, and like, it's a great game. Yeah, and some of the list seems like incredibly random like uh disney's chicken little which i i actually watched yeah. uh, um, a streamer turtle wax 85 play that recently on his play all the gamecube oh, games that's challenge. funny and it, it doesn't look like a, a terrible game and everything it has some interesting uh, voice acting there's a oh god and now i'm now i'm i'm, spl- I'm splinking on his uh name but uh, from the andy griffith show the police his name's don nods Don Knotts, he's he's the mayor of in uh, the who's a turkey, and oh that's funny. Chicken little anyway, I just thought that was it was really funny because I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds awfully like Don Knotts. I have to look that up, and then sure enough, it is. <laughs> no one sounds like that anyway. So. Yeah, no, he's got a pretty unique voice. Uh-huh. Uh, Avatar: The Last Bender, the uh, Airbender, uh, the Burning Earth. That's a interesting. Leg- Lego Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Oh, Manhunt. They brought Manhunt into backwards compatibility. Yeah, isn't that strange? Really, really strange to me. Oh, and so actually it looks like they brought a lot of uh Rockstar titles because there's Red Dead Revolver, um, the Max Payne games, which I think those are just those are just published by Rockstar, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh yeah, so. yeah. Possibly. Um, and so wait, Red Dead Revolver. Hold on. There's also why can't I'm blanking on the name. I'm trying to find it. Uh State of Emergency? Is that in here? Yeah, I believe it is. I don't see it in this list, but I thought I saw it in a different list. Oh. Weird. Okay. Anyway. No big deal. <laughs> um so yeah, lots of new backwards of like 76 games just added to the backwards compatibility. Easy for me to say. The backwards compatibility program for uh, the Xbox consoles. And also some of these I imagine are going to be uh, available via cloud streaming so that you can also play them on whatever device. So great stuff. Now, do you want to tell people about the bad news? Yeah, you said there was bad news. Um, so this is the last update that Xbox uh, uh, backward compatibility team will be adding. So, so after that, that was the, that was the last hurrah uh, for them. Yeah. It's really sad. The article here from the Microsoft spokesperson, um, and this is quoted on IGN, says, yes, this is the final edition of the Xbox 360 and original Xbox games to the backwards compatibility program. Mm -hmm. We've reached the limits of our ability to add additional games to the catalog due to licensing, legal, or technical constraints. We know we've said this before, but we went back one more time to bring as many fan-requested titles as possible to the catalog to celebrate our 20th anniversary. So I guess the fans really wanted Disney's Chicken Little. Yeah, apparently. So all of those people, 
they better buy it if they didn't already, if they wasted that slot. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm saying that and I'm like prejudging the game. I literally don't know what the gameplay is like. I've never seen it. I've never played it. So who knows? You know, maybe I could play it and that'd be my favorite game ever. Disney's Chicken Little. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, but I'm not super. It'll, it'll usurp the Half-Life series. <laughs> of my favorite game franchise or something. Yeah, you just have to multiple. get a new tattoo to cover up your old one. Oh, geez. <laughs> Put Chicken Little right over the top of my Lambda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, So I guess in other backwards compatible news, unless you have any other thoughts on. No, I'm just like, I'm really excited that they've done as much as they have. And I yeah. really appreciate all the work that that team has done, especially for like the preservation of games and old games and being able to carry forward your old original Xbox games and original, you know, 360 games. And if you got the disc, you just put it in. You don't have to buy the digital copy. Like, I think that's amazing. So I'm not surprised that it's run out, but you know, it's a sad day. Yeah. Life goes on, I guess. So, yeah. Um, so in other sort of retro news, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 pulled from stores over licensing. And I'm uh, assuming here online and digital sales have, have, have been pulled. So, um, yeah, of course, they can't do anything about physical copies. But like as of November 8th, uh-huh. Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty HD edition for the PS3 and Vita is off the store. Same thing with uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater HD Edition, uh, Metal Gear Solid HD Edition for the PS3, Metal Gear Solid HD Collection for the Vita and PS Now, uh, Metal Gear Solid HD Edition 2 and 3 for the 360, and Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater 3D for the 3DS. All of those have been taken down as of whenever this article was posted. Actually, this was posted on November 8th. Um, but this article is also assuming that they're going to be brought back because uh, Konami said the removals are a temporary decision and that it will work towards making these products available for purchase once again. So yeah, licensing for digital stuff with video games sucks. Yeah. Like I hate seeing games delisted and taken down and just unavailable for purchase like you know i i do also like i do understand that these games are older and the demand isn't great but still for you know video game preservation and history it's sad that you know licensing is a thing where it's like okay and this just doesn't exist anymore nobody can buy this now yeah it's it's, you know especially like it's it feels like when licensing expires like we have to rewrite the history book. Like, you know, it it was licensed for this time. That was the deal that was penned, but we have to remove it and you can't experience this content anymore. Even if you already have, you can't experience it again. You can't pay money for this and exchange money to get it. So it's, it seems strange to me. I think it should be treated more like how movies are treated, but you know, I'm really, this is why I mean, well, I mean, there's movie licensing stuff too. Like stuff disappears from Netflix, stuff disappears from like different streaming services, moves to other streaming services. I mean, I guess that's the difference with like movie and music licensing. Yeah. Is that it's not specific to a particular plat like hardware platform mm-hmm. that it's been like designed for. 
So it's at least easier to go from place to place in most respects, but like, I don't like it. If you have a physical copy, I mean, it's yours, so you can experience it all you want, which is, not, yeah, that's the, one of the reasons I do like to buy hard copies for in certain instances. Yeah. Same. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, this is why I'm an advocate for things like emulation and, you know, sh- sharing ROMs on the internet, things like that. Uh, yeah. You know. For when things get delisted yeah. and taken down, then it's like, what's well, like, well, you know, you don't want to make that like, you don't want to remove that from ever being able to be played and consumed. So that, that is like my primary concern with all digital releases of stuff. So, you know, there's going to be potentially so many games that are lost to history because uh, they were all digital and licensing sucks. And like maybe somebody's hard drive crashes and they lose the source code for their game. Yeah, that that totally happens. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, closing thought on that is just like, I'm happy to support the developers, but if it's like literally not for sale anywhere, then, then I can't (laughs) then. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. No, definitely. If it's available to to purchase still, then like I always buy old games. Totally. But if you literally cannot buy it anymore, then thank you, Google searches. Yeah. <laughs> or Bing searches even. Yeah. yeah even. Yeah. <laughs> gotta get those Microsoft reward points somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gotta, gotta keep doing that to, you know, get Game Pass for free. Um, anyway. All right, well, the next thing in the list here, speaking of old video games, uh, the Grand Theft, Auto, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Remaster has a rough launch angering fans. Yeah, I've been seeing some screenshots that people are complaining about and, like, some video clips of rain in the game that just <laughs> looks kind of atrocious. But, yeah. like, I feel like most of the character model stuff, in my opinion personally, is excusable. Because, like, I don't know, I just feel like the dealing with the original hardware and, like, even if you just one-to-one convert all of the character models, like, you're going to see differences because it's also in a different engine and everything, but some of them do look kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Yeah, particularly when you look at the... uh, Okay, so there's a few things here, and I I think what my general consensus, because I've watched, like, probably like a dozen videos talking about this topic. I I think the consensus that I see is that, okay, it is a different art style and, you know, most of them don't look too bad, but there are some very jarring things there with the conversion. And if you look at the comparisons, you know, for the old stuff and the new stuff, it's kind of, it's kind of like weird. Like this is like a different game almost, you know, like it's a different, art direction the original vision has not been preserved here so i think that's the biggest complaint because because i've seen some of the character models that they are you know particularly in grand theft auto 3 that people are complaining about i'm like oh you know i think it's just i think they're kind of more cutesy more cartoony and i I, they appeal to me but also yeah the original stuff is just classic so like so so yeah in some cases it does feel like a strange mixture of old and new yeah. Um, though in some cases it it does really like work out and like does look nice, but I don't know. And so have people been complaining about anything other than the rain 
and the character models. Yeah, there's a lot of bugs, like okay. and graphical bugs associated with that. Like the the rain doesn't like mesh well with certain textures, so it either hides them or you can. So that's like an example, but also, you know, gaps in the pavement that go into like infinity into the void. Yeah. So lots of bugs. I I think the whole thing just, you know, uh, if you, if you look at it, I mean, people are just saying it, it, it screams like it's been rushed. So, um, so like if you see, you know, one of, if you scroll down on this article, like you can actually see what I'm talking about with the rain. When you look at the water, the rain isn't present. On, when you're when the water is on the camera um oh yeah yeah just just weird stuff like this so not only does it look bad but graphical stuff and there are enhancements though right there are it's not all bad entirely yeah. like that you can you know have a gps system and a map that you can pull up uh you know yes. in grand theft auto 3 which you couldn't before and having a gps system in that game is particularly nice um controls you know i mean you know spoilers for what we've been playing i did on game pass play just a little bit of san andreas and control wise like it felt good like i i only played probably like three or four missions and that's it so obviously like if they're gonna spend time making anything feel good they should make the very beginning of the game feel good but yeah, I've not gotten more than like 30 or so minutes into the game. But I just kind of wanted to, to see how it started and what it looked like. And from my own incredibly limited experience, things looked nice. And then I started seeing all this stuff and I'm like, oh, I just haven't played long enough. <laughs> yeah. The way I can see it is like, I think almost all could be forgiven if they put in the work to do the updates and and make it look better, pull that rain effect and, you know... uh uh make the make it so that the sound effects in each game for like the maps and menus aren't just the grand theft auto san andreas like sounds Uh so even in vice city you you don't have the same like you know like boom like the like the things that you select it's like beep beep like it is in san andreas it's really yeah it's just kind of like weird yeah and i mean and you know, okay, so these are the versions that did release, and you, you know, the Switch is in a pretty rough state. I've also heard as far as performance goes. Okay, but you know, PC was pulled at launch, uh, and oh, yeah, it was, and it was like it was completely off the store for a little bit, but I think it got put back on shortly thereafter. Yeah, and I read something that was like they said that there was unintended content in the build and from what i understand there was like unlicensed music from san andreas and i think there was a rumor that even the hot coffee mod was still in the game somehow that was yes. not the, so i could definitely if that that would game de- preservation <laughs> bring it back <laughs> that would definitely make sense to me why rockstar would like fervorously pull the uh you know the the game off the shelves because of that reason uh, yeah. but that that was just a rumor that's unconfirmed as far as i know so i look forward to like a fan mod of these on pc that reinstates all the original music yeah really yep that would be nice yeah i 
San Andreas community was real interesting because they, they were saying one of the best ways to play the game is actually to somehow get your hands on the original disc image and uh, yeah. the, the one that came on DVD. And then there was a patcher to like bake in certain enha- enhancements without removing the licensed music and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I... <laughs> I have that disc for PC. Mm. I don't know where it is right now. It's probably in my closet behind me, like in a box. Yeah. Because most of my PC gaming stuff, I don't have on my shelves with all my console stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah, it's a bummer that still, it seems like the best way to play these games is play the original, which is... <laughs> <sighs> all right. I mean, I can. So yeah, I same. guess I will. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't, I haven't, like I, I really wanted to see reviews and the general reception to this trilogy remaster yeah. before jumping in. So now I'm going to wait until people say that it's fixed and also until it goes on sale since, like I said, I already own these games. So I don't want to buy it again at full pop. I yeah. know it's like 20 bucks a game, but still, I already own the dang games. I don't want to pay that much per game. Yeah, it's just not done. So hopefully they put in the time to finish instead of just like leaving it out there, like a lot of their mobile ports and things yeah. like that. So hopefully. Yep. And then uh, I guess one last thing, uh, speaking of old games, getting a new life. So it's not a direct article, but if anyone listening is interested, I do have a link here for you. Uh, so Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is now available on PC and Switch uh, as a physical copy via limited run games. So if you follow the link that is in the show notes that you can access here on the podcast or uh, right on our website, then you can get to see all of the games that are available uh, for purchase, like all and not, but I guess I don't mean games, all of the versions mm-hmm. of Knights of the Old Republic that are available for purchase on PC and Switch. Um, and that's going to be up for a while. So that'll definitely still be active when this episode is live. It's it's totally cool. Um, I think we're on the fence still because we do have the original Xbox versions, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still have the original Xbox version. So I'm like, I don't know. Do I need another physical version of this game, or am I just gonna be fine without it? And then you know, one day be like, why didn't I buy this? <laughs> but I don't know. I'm trying to be in the why didn't I buy this camp a little bit more often because I don't play games as fast as I've been purchasing them. So yeah, try to hold off and, you know, try to be more responsible since I already own this game. <laughs> yeah. And this, this is not the remastered version, by the way, like the remaster that's coming to, um, you know, the current gen consoles, the PS5 and the Xbox series consoles and PC that I think is still not coming out until sometime next year at the soonest. So anyway, so this is the original version, but kind of like upscaled graphics slightly, if I'm not mistaken. So speaking of, uh, uh, you know, showing or, you know, uh, exercising restraint with yes. games that you're purchasing. I saw that, you know, we, we talked about the other day that, Death Stranding is $18 on Steam right now for sale. Yeah. And I want to play that game, but I call it a trucking simulator because that's kind of what it is. Uh, But but there are other trucking simulators I still need to play. And I just can't. I I know that I want to get to this one eventually, but I... (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I should if I should purchase it, even if it is very cheap and I could be saving myself, my future self money. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if it's gone on this steep of a sale now, it'll happen again. Yeah. It'll happen again on another Steam sale. Like by next summer, maybe it'll be 10 bucks instead of 17. That's true. Maybe you'll be more likely to play it then. I have gotten some smoking deals on AAA games like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like I waited to get Uncharted 4, like when it was like $8 or something. And it was the same thing with the Uncharted collection on PlayStation. Like I bought the Uncharted, like the Nathan Drake collection for $8, like on yeah. a digital sale. That is an incredible value. And like then I finally played through the games. So, yeah, try to do stuff like that more often, especially with single player games just kind of holding off because I don't know. It's, I already have so much to play. <laughs> <laughs> well, any, uh, anything else to say on the news or should we go back in time? Uh, I think it's time to go back in time. All right. Well, let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived. It is November the 5th. 1995 and yep that radio that little radio where i don't even i can't even see it i'm assuming it's a radio <laughs> music just starts playing and uh the number one song today that is playing right now uh, at least number one song in the united states is a song fantasy by mariah carey man we were talking about our our young boy crushes on Mariah Carey. Yep. yep. It's still uh, there. It's still ago. there. Yeah. I just yeah. need to see uh, a music video of hers and <laughs> I'm Man. nine years old again. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. That uh, loved, loved that music video on MTV back in the day. Yeah. Um, and now that that's finishing up, uh, they're playing the number one song in the UK, which is up on the roof by Robson and Jerome by the title. I had no idea what the song was but as soon as i heard it i'm like oh yeah i know this this is a nice song <laughs> other things that happened this month in november of 1995 uh november the third the first nba game at fleet center in boston the celtics lose to the milwaukee bucks 101 to 100 what a sad loss Mm -hmm. The first game in that stadium. Also, November the 3rd, the first NBA game at Sky Dome in Toronto. The Raptors beat the New Jersey Nets 94 to 79. November the 12th, Dan Marino breaks Fran uh, Tarkenton's NFL all time passing yards record of 4,000, or sorry, 47,003 yards. November 12th, 45th NASCAR Sprint Cup. Uh, and Jeff Gordon was the winner. On November the 26th, the Dolphins quarterback Dan Marino sits the NFL record of uh, with 443 touchdown passes. Notable movie releases this month include Money Train, the anime Ghost in the Shell, Casino, The American President, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, and GoldenEye. Notable music albums releases this month include Made in Heaven from Queen, Alice in Chains from Alice in Chains, Slaughter of the Soul from At the Gates, Gangsta's Paradise from Coolio, Fungus Among Us from Incubus and Soul Food from The Goodie Mob. Uh, top video game rentals from Blockbuster this month include Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System and Madden NFL 96 for the Sega Genesis. 
And other video, or sorry, other notable video game releases this month include Wario Land for the Virtual Boy, Ooh. Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest for the Super Nintendo, Marathon 2 for the Macintosh, Dig, sorry, The Dig for the PC, and Battle Arena Toshinden 2, which came out in the arcades and the PlayStation 1. All right. We're going to start with a little bit of history of Twisted Metal, which you, um, as we mentioned before, was released on November 5th, 1995. Actually, pretty close. We just missed it by a couple of weeks on the anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, today, you can play it on the PlayStation 1, PSP, PlayStation 3, and the PlayStation Vita. I did forget to, men- to, to list there, though, also the PlayStation Classic. It's there, too. Yeah. And... I- Okay, and then this could be wrong, uh, but I thought there was a PC release at some point too, but... You know what? I think you're right. Yeah. I'm pretty it, sure you're right. Yeah, unconfirmed, but we'll say I think there was a PC release. Yeah, I started filling that out and then I didn't go back and look like okay. at a real source to tell me what else. So <laughs> that was all like off the top of my head. Uh, as far as the history goes... Twisted Metal was developed by Singletrack and produced by Sony Interactive Studios America. David Jaff, a tester and later designer for Sony ImageSoft, a division of Sony Computer Entertainment, was appointed to head the design of a game for its first home console, the PlayStation, of course. Jaff had a difficulty establishing positive relationships among industry developers since uh, due to his hubris, which I think is a funny, just like, uh, he's like, oh, that guy, he's just, his who his hubris doesn't feel good. I just can't get a positive relationship with it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, given one final chance, Jeff joined fellow designer Mike Guillaume, I, that's Mike Jum, one of the two, Guillaume, we'll say, and their boss, Sony Santa Monica's Alan Becker, for a meeting with the Evans and Sutherland Company in Salt Lake City. Evans and Sutherland, a commercial and military computer simulation firm, had been contracted by Sony to create a 3D game for the new system. Initially, the development team members had difficulty coming up with ideas to fully implement the Evans and Sutherland technology. Upon returning from the meeting, the brainstorming lead designers were inspired while being stuck in a traffic jam on Interstate 405 when they jokingly fantasized about using guns and missiles on the other cars. Uh, Jeff recalled, we had these amazing visions of Michael Bay or Michael Mann action movie going down on the 405 in LA with car combat out of Mad Max and a potpourri of explosions. When the vehicular combat idea was pitched to the Utah programmers, they modified it as a pizza delivery simulation, but Sony demurred and the more violent concept won out. Members of Evans and Sutherland joined the game, joined the game designers in forming single track in the spring of 1994. Given a deadline of less than 12 months, single track was granted $2 million in advance royalties by Sony to develop two games for the PlayStation. Single Track began simultaneously developing the two projects codenamed Red Mercury, which was Warhawk, and Firestone, uh, sorry, Firestorm, which was Twisted Metal. The two actually began as a single game with a common code base. During the testing phase, the player would be able to fly the Warhawk ship around the first arena of Twisted Metal and fire weapons at the cars below. Additionally, the second and third arenas of Twisted Metal were 
also originally one large stage, the designers found the stage too large for the limited number of enemies, which, along with several, several technical issues, prompted them to split it into two levels and shrink them down. The first arena was designed to be small so that the players would get used to the controls. Before finalizing the game's title, the developer considered various monikers, including Urban Assault, Cars and Rockets, and High Octane. <laughs> Single Track also uh, filmed live-action footage for each character's ending, but it was not featured in the game's final release because some of the members of the development team found it too offensive. The endings were eventually included as a bonus content in Twisted Metal head-on Extra Twisted Edition for the PlayStation 2. You can find those on YouTube and they're really kind of interesting. But oh yeah, I'll have to watch those. Yeah, it's just strange. <laughs> but anyway, as far as Twisted Metal's reception, uh, Twisted Metal received positive reviews from critics. It received an aggregate score of 66.88% on game rankings. Game Revolution praised the game's action and variety of the vehicles, but noted that the graphics were a little sloppy. IGN criticized single-player modes short length of just a couple hours, but remarked that the two-player mode more than made up for the one-player mode's lack of length. Twisted Metal was awarded 1995 Game of the Year from the editors of Electronic Gaming Monthly. The Black Widow of GamePro criticized the graphics for their static arena crowd, difficult-to-read radar, and heavy breakup, and describes the music as weak overall. However, they concluded that despite its flaws, they, this twisted game is fun. Maximum applauded the varying strengths and weaknesses of the vehicles, and most especially the innovative free-roaming levels. They criticized the game is much too short and concluded a playable game, but one which is probably destined for obscurity. A reviewer for Next Generation called it another showcase title for the PlayStation and said that while the texture maps are simple, this allowed the action to play out fast enough that players will rarely notice the lack of detail. He agreed with Maximum that the game is too short, contending that even players with nominal skill will reach the final stage in about two hours, but felt that the enduring fun of the two-player mode nearly makes up for this. And as far as the overview of Twisted Metal, in case you're like, what the heck kind of game is Twisted Metal? So it is a vehicular combat game in which the player takes control of one of 12 unique vehicles. While in control of a vehicle, the player can accelerate, steer, brake, reverse, activate the turbo, turn tightly, toggle between and activate weapons using the game controllers, sorry, the game controllers, D-pad and buttons. The game can be played in either the one player mode in which the game story takes place or the dual mode in which two human players can select a battleground on which to compete in. In the one-player mode, the player must progress through six combat arenas of progressively increasing size and featuring progressively more opponents. To clear a level, the player must destroy all the enemy vehicles in that level. The game lasts until all of the player's lives have expired or until the six levels have been cleared. The player begins the game with three lives indicated by the stacked green boxes on the bottom right corner of the screen. The length of each player's lives is tied to their health bar located 
to the left of the life boxes, which decreases whenever the player's vehicle is damaged by enemy attacks. The player can replenish a portion of the vehicle's health bar by driving through blue ramps called health stations scattered throughout the environments. The difficulty level of the game is set on uh, determines how much of the vehicle's health is replenished and how fast the stations recharge once the player has used them. Each time the health bar is fully depleted, the player loses a life. If the last life is lost, the game ends. And weapons play a key role in winning the game. All vehicles come with a pair of mounted machine guns. They're weak in power, but have unlimited ammunition. However, the guns can overheat if used uh, for too long at a time and indicated by the overheat light on the bottom right corner of the screen blinking red. When the light becomes fully red, the machine guns will cease to function. The player will have to allow the guns to cool off before they can be used again. Additional weapons scattered throughout the environment can be picked up and utilized if the player drives through them. Uh, the weapons include the weapons include a variety of missiles, landmines, tire spikes, and oil slicks, and all vehicles can carry up to 30 weapons. Okay. So we've actually both played this game before and owned it like sometime around when it came out, right? Like, I actually never owned it oh. until recently. <laughs> wow. It was a game that I always wanted to own. And when I first saw it, I was like, oh crap, I need a PlayStation. Like that looks <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, but you played it maybe at a at a cousin's house or anything I, like yeah, that? I did play okay. it somewhere. I don't know. I I can't remember where, but I absolutely played this um when it was fairly new. Yeah. Okay. At some point we owned it. And I feel like we got a we being my stepbrother and I got a, a PlayStation. Maybe a little bit late, maybe like 97. I don't think it was 96 because I think 96 was all about the N64. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't get a PlayStation until 1998. Yeah, it, it could have even been as late as that. But I believe this is the only Twisted Metal game because there's a, a Twisted Metal 2 and I believe Twisted Metal 3 that both came out on the PlayStation. I'll, I'll, I'll check on, double, on Twisted Metal 3. But yeah, Twisted Metal 2 did also release on the PlayStation. I think 3 did as well. And then I think it was yes. Twisted Metal Black that came to the PS2. That sounds correct to me. So uh, I, I tried looking up some gameplay of Twisted Metal 2, and I'm pretty convinced that I never played that since I would have been kind of, you know, seven or eight years old oh. at this time. But uh, I, I played a little bit of it after yeah. playing quite a bit of Twisted Metal. And yeah. there's, without going too much into that game, there's there are way more unique drivers and or racers or whatever you want to call them combatants uh-huh. <laughs> um there are way more unique ones in twisted metal 2 than i expected i expected to see a lot of the cast return and it is actually quite a bit different overall i see uh and i remember playing this with a racing wheel when i was a kid which is that's wild like a- yeah, it's kind of wild, right? You know, but I had a, a Mad Cats like racing wheel when I was a kid for the PlayStation. Dang. So, oh yeah. man, I would have loved to play some Gran Turismo with that. Yeah, it, it was. We played like a lot of like I think it was we played NASCAR '98 or something with it. Or, Dang. Yeah, I want a race wheel. It was it was probably like the worst racing wheel I've ever used because oh, the, probably because the the steering only rotated about ninety degrees. Yeah, and a lot of it, them were that way it got progressively harder 
to turn. And if you tried to go the full 90 degrees, it had these suction cups that you'd have to put to a table to keep down <laughs> it off the table. You basically would just like rip off the table. If you turn too sharply and oh, it wasn't geez. like, yeah, it was, it was not that fun to play on, but, but we still did it. And that was interesting. Uh, so I'm pretty convinced that this game is like a third person shooter, but you just happen to be driving cars and like kind of similar to doom because you don't aim up and down. And if you're using what I had it mapped, the sharp turning to L2, if you turn quickly. Yeah. you. So you were using run and gun also. Yeah. yeah. That that is the best. If if you're going to play this nowadays, that is the only control scheme that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah. I think because I was using an emulator, I mapped the D-pad to the control stick so that I had analog control. Um, So that was, that was nice. Anyway, I'm just convinced because of how quickly you can turn on a dime, like literally your car almost like turns in place when you use that. So it felt like a third person shooter, like doom in a way. Um, Though when you're driving forward, you don't have that much like granular control. You just sort of have to you know, aim for your opponent and shoot at them and then avoid running into them because you can stop, you know, suffer major damage from running yeah. into or the if you're one of the big heavy vehicles, then run into people. Okay. Absolutely run into them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that that makes sense. Uh I only completed the game. I only tried like three characters, but only pl- completed the game with Sweet Tooth. So okay. A little squishier. But I kind of enjoyed how the cat and mouse gameplay, because when I had full health, I was, I was out to murder people, you know, I was out to kill, but when my health got down, it was like, run, hide, do not get hit, you know, find that, that health station, which, yeah, those health stations are really cool. Like I didn't actually, I didn't actually get what those were at first Mm -hmm. when I was playing, um, like the first couple of levels, like, my like the my first experience playing this again recently compared to like I was actually just playing it a little bit right before we started recording just so that I'd be fresh on it. Man, I almost I almost played through the whole game on one life. Oh wow. Um I mean on easy, you but sure? still like it, it's stark contrast from like dying so much I couldn't beat like like it was difficult to beat the first like arena 1v1. To like now it's like whatever i got you i'm gonna take you down <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it it i definitely had that sort of different you know uh, learning curve also it was i basically lost all my lives on the almost on the first level and yeah. but once i kind of learned about the repair stations and future levels and it was really funny because i had the same thing i forgot about the repair stations i'm like this game seems kind of hard yeah. And At first I was like, dang, this is really hard. Yeah. And then I saw the repair station and my memories kicked in. I said, I don't remember what that does, but that's a really good thing. I need to go to that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, it repairs. Like something, something is telling me I should drive <laughs> onto that. And it's kind of cool. It's got like these like Tesla coils and the it like yeah. zaps your car and it fixes it magically, which is which is cool. So one of the things that you read in the reception, people were criticizing the mini map. Yeah. I disagree. I disagree also. I, it's pretty I precise. That, I think it's it's fine. Like, sure, you don't see walls and you don't see turns, but the mini map, it's still like once you start getting used to 
the layout of the levels, like you can pretty much predict exactly where that car is, like how many turns around that, like that little color square. And like, I, I just also like that the color is the same every single time for each one of the 12 different vehicles. So like, if you see a little pink square coming at you, you're like, oh, that's sweet tooth coming at me. Mm. Or there's a black one, which was like the big, big, big rig truck. I think. Yeah. I can't remember what that one's called. Mm. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, it's, I don't know. I, I definitely disagree with their criticism of the mini map overall. Like, I feel like it's a very fun mix between a shooter, a destruction derby game. And it also to me has elements of like an arcade fighting game. I see. Like, like, I don't know. There's, I, I think it's because of the, the same progression through the levels, the, different matchups you get depending on who you play as the levels and your opponents or sorry the the opponents in each level change depending on the character you've picked which is also a very fighting game thing and then when you complete the game as whatever racer or driver or however you want to call it character i guess would be the best way to say it then it's all just like, here's the same piece of text, just like the same introductory piece of text. It's like, you've won, you go to Calypso. Calypso's like, hey, I can grant you one wish, basically. And then it goes through whatever personal thing is to that character, but it is 100% text-based. And I had been playing a fighting game recently that I'll talk about more when we get to what we've been playing, but it's like that full like text based, like, okay, now I know what happened to Mr. Grimm. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That's, that's why at least that's, that's the bit of like fighting game stuff. Like, I mean, in I don't know. Anyway, it's fun, but yeah, I, I absolutely, when I fired, like when I fired up the game the first time and also just to mention it, the way that I played this was on PlayStation three. And I bought it on the PSN store. So just so everybody knows, if you do end up buying it and playing it this way, um, you do. And it, it tells you this. I didn't read this at first. Oh, okay. Otherwise, this would have been incredibly obvious. Actually, no, I tried to buy it on my Vita first where it doesn't tell you this. But if you go into the PlayStation store on PS3, uh, Sony has done a solid where they've put up a notice that says, hey, you can still buy stuff here, but you can't do it with a credit card or a debit card. You need to have uh, like essentially like a gift card balance on your account. So I tried buying the game for like 20 minutes and I was like, what the heck? Why can't I buy this stupid game? Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I bought it that way and I played it that way. So it's essentially, you know, you're playing the original version of the game. So yeah, I played it that way. And when I fired it up, hated hated the controls they did not make sense to me at all so finally like after playing around with it a little bit and looking through some menus i did discover that you can change the control layout so again run and gun would if you're going to play this game now likely make the most automatic sense to you picking it up sure certain things might not feel automatically right but at least gas, 
<laughs> yeah, being on the on the R right. two with a trigger. Yeah, print, so yeah, the yeah the R two button, and then also L two, like you mentioned before, is the like the quick spin and turnaround type button. Yeah. Um, your your face buttons are going to be like the square is what you use to shoot. X is what you use to fire your special weapon. Circle is what you use to cycle through your different weapons. So it's, um, at least in my opinion, it's it's the best control scheme if you're going to play it now. You got something? I was just going to say that uh, it seemed like there was a lot of controls to map and I, would, I was ready to remap all of them, but they, it seemed like kind of a mess. And a lot of it is sort of a necessary evil because we don't have analog sticks at this point. So yeah. we can't like map things to the D pad, for example, because that's your, yeah. those have to be your, your movement controls. Yeah. Cause this game released pre dual analog. Yeah. The dual analog controller came out before the dual shock controller. Yep. Um, and I think the difference there is dual shock had rumble, dual analog had analog sticks, but no rumble. Man, I remember asking for a DualShock 1 for Christmas in 1998, and I got yeah. one, and I still have it. <laughs> um, it's a great, great uh, controller. Anyway, also, um, I, I do wish that you could use saves on a memory card, Yeah, but that's not a thing for this game. So I'm sure that was a plus for people like you that possibly didn't have a memory card straight away. Yeah. I, I didn't have a memory card straight away when I got my PlayStation. I think it was when I finally went to play like Final Fantasy 7. I was like, oh, well, you definitely need a memory card for that. Yeah. Uh, but overall, the password system for this game wasn't too bad as long as you actually like wrote them down or nowadays, you know, take a picture of your screen with your phone. <laughs> and then overall, like, I feel like there's a really interesting character and car variety there. There's a lot. There's only like just a couple of characters that I didn't end up playing with. I saw the ending, I think, for like four or five characters. And yeah, overall, just had to. Uh, have had a good time with the game, but why don't we break things down? And what what did you think about the music? Anything in particular? Yeah, it. This is a kind of an interesting one because I don't. It definitely sounded familiar to me, but it wasn't. I don't think there's anything really memorable about the music for me. No, I, I don't feel like the the music in this game is iconic in any type of way. The only thing that ever has been sticking out in my head. Uh-huh. has been i think the from the twisted theme like there's a particular like guitar riff that yeah. gets stuck in my head sometimes yes and also like i did a lot with watching the the initial loop where it's explaining twisted metal and how it's the year 2005 <laughs> and like i don't know you're in this twisted metal competition and calypso who's the person running it will grant you a wish if you're the winner of the competition. And like, it's taken off like crazy. And this is like the 10th year, like 2005 is supposed to be the 10th year of the twisted metal competition, if I'm not mistaken. So that the, the, the twisted theme I've heard many, many times on a loop, but honestly, like music during the game, I can't think of anything that stands out. I just, all I hear when I think of the gameplay is 
We're like, yeah. sound is from Sweet Tooth. And I'm like, oh no, Sweet Tooth is chasing me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, that was kind of cool that there was, you know, you heard the the enemy sound effects whenever they came into view. So you kind of knew you were fighting or it gave, gave the game a little bit more character. But when, I don't know, when playing the game, for some reason that w- listening to the music, I either, this, the music either reminds me of some sort of mix between like Rob Zombie and uh, Joe Satriani. If you ever like listen to, oh man, Joe, I love Joe Satriani. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's kind of what I. So I don't remember the individual tracks. Alien. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. That's the uh, album I'm thinking of. <laughs> it's just so good. That yeah. song too. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, it's awesome. But oh, I think that's in rock band. I might need to get it now. Dang it! <laughs> Dang it! <I> got him. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's really all I really thought of. I'm like, oh, I could see this playing on a Joe Satriano CD and just not, yeah, bad an eye. Yeah, so I don't really have anything else about music. Overall, I feel like the the sound of the game is pretty good, like the sound effects and everything. But like, yeah, the, the music is, it's okay. It's there. Mm-hmm. Nostalgic even for me. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's see. Let's look at and talk about the characters so uh just a quick rundown and i'm going to do it by vehicle name instead of the actual character name because they don't always match up yeah uh, so the vehicles we got sweet tooth yellow jacket dark side oh dark side is the 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 big rig truck that's right outlaw which i think is the cop car and also sorry i guess now that i'm describing the yellow jacket is the old school like 50s yellow cab Sweet Tooth. Well, you all know what Sweet Tooth is. Um, it's that the ice cream truck with the flaming clown head thing. Let's see. Crimson Fury, I think is like it looks like a Ferrari, if I'm not mistaken. Um yes. Uh Pit Viper is kind of like a sand rail. Mm-hmm. Uh we got Warthog, which I'm I think that one's like the Humvee. Y- yes. We got Mr. Grimm on a motorcycle. We got Spectre, which is kind of like a James Bond, Aston Martin style car. Uh, we got a Hammerhead, which is a big old green monster truck. And then Roadkill, very, very Mad Max looking vehicle. <laughs> I just, on this wiki, I just had to call out um, Warthog and, and Twisted Metal Black is just like a station wagon, like strapped to some... Uh, tank tracks like to the the bottom of a tank i'm like that is awesome that is so cool (laughs) i have to play that game sometime that's yeah i know i I haven't played twisted metal black i'd like to like to check that out after playing this yeah Uh, so i know you said that you you completed it with sweet tooth um is sweet tooth your favorite or was sweet tooth your most nostalgic yeah i so both I, I like Sweet Tooth quite a bit. I remember playing a lot of Sweet Tooth. I don't know why I was gravitated by that crazy clown just uh, thing. Just seemed like kind of cool to me. <laughs> I, I I wasn't like a, a fan of like Insane Clown Posse or anything like that. <laughs> but uh, so no ICP fan, but I just for some reason really liked Sweet Tooth. And I, for some reason, I don't know if it was just me getting to grips with the controls and maybe his slower sort of 
vehicle speed kind of assisted with that, but something clicked with that character. And that's when I just like, okay, I can, I can beat the game with, with sweet tooth. Uh, what, what about you? Um, let's see. So I'm trying to think who I didn't play as. So I did not play as crimson fury pit viper or warthog yeah but i did try with everyone else and i don't know maybe it's just because i'm like better at the game now but i was just for the first time playing with specter um right before we started recording and i felt like i was just destroying everybody oh. like specter is fast like turns on a dime i mean i guess everybody kind of does but like, I don't know. Like, I I did I did enjoy playing a Spectre, but I'm trying to think. Like, actually, the first the first person that I raced with uh, or battled with, um, I was Thumper, and then I went on. I was like, I'm getting destroyed. Like, maybe I can be one of the bigger vehicles, and I switched to Hammerhead, and I stuck with Hammerhead for a while. I think Hammerhead was the the one that I got closest to beating the game with, and then I kind of started over. Um, from the beginning with Yellow Jacket. And I really enjoyed Yellow Jacket. I like that was the first ending that I saw where you end up like spoiler alert, I guess you end up realizing that uh so Yellow Jacket's name, the driver's name is Charlie Kane. In Sweet Tooth, the driver's name is Needles Kane. And Yellow Jacket, Charlie Kane is Sweet Tooth's dad. Oh, like, <laughs> I feel like, I think because of the ending, Yellow Jacket became my favorite. <laughs> mm. well, yeah. So Yellow Jacket, the reason he was doing the Twisted Metal competition at all is because he had lost touch with his son and he wanted to find his son. So he wanted his one wish to be to tell Calypso to find his son and reconnect him. So... You get to the end of the game and Calypso's like, so little do you know, but your wish has already been granted. You actually fought and killed your son in this competition. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. He's like, your son is Sweet Tooth, who's a homicidal maniac and a serial killer who's just been killing a bunch of people. It's like, so you kind of did the world a solid by killing him, but you know. Sorry for the bad news that your son is Sweet Tooth and he's dead. Yeah, this game's kind of twisted with some of the endings. I think it was, um, what was it? Oh, I loved Mr. Grimm and his ending because his ending, like you show up, it's the same thing. You show up to Calypso and then Calypso's like, okay, you get one wish. What do you want? Mr. Grimm's like, your soul. <laughs> He's like, what? Oh my God, no, it's you. And Mr. Grimm's like, that's right. I'm the Grim Reaper. I've been looking for you for like a hundred years. So now pay up, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> this must have been David Jaff's hubris that, you know, just sort of <laughs> getting into the, you know, oh, the the beginning. I think, I think Roadkill, um, I think Roadkill dies in the oh, end. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He gets sent back into some South American war so that he can like warn his platoon so they don't all die. And then he gets shot and killed right away. And then like these kids find his car abandoned and they're like, sweet, we're going to the next Twisted Metal. Wow. 
So anyway, those those are the endings that I like that I just remember off the top of my head. They're much more entertaining than I thought they would be. <laughs> yeah, I I think they were more, you know, judging by some of the endings I watched on YouTube for that, you know, were, were later released that a few of these individuals were actually after uh, Calypso for various reasons, which I forgot which i think it was thumper was after because he's trying to get his girlfriend back or something like that so gotcha uh, anyway it, it's it's pretty interesting but it's like the most kind of like crazy 90s thing i've seen in like a while like so yeah. it's so you know, so edgy yeah the fmv you know uh those videos so i, I kind of recommend checking them out they're just kind of they're just kind of weird weird artifacts all um I'll try to find them and I'll link them so uh, folks can check it out from the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Any Anything else about the characters that's top of mind for you? I, I think I remember playing as Crimson Fury in that. And there's like a first person view where you can get inside the car and then using so my racing. How can you do that? I, there, I guess there's a map button. I forgot what it was. I, I feel like I did this on the PlayStation. I did not do this this time. So I can't, I can't possibly remember right now, but I remember being in a first person view using that racing wheel. And I thought that was like the coolest thing for eight year old me. Yeah. I I noticed that when like, if you just leave the game on and it goes through and does the attract mode stuff that where it plays the main theme and it plays some video, like some gameplay footage, it does cut to first person. So I saw that, but then like every time that I went to actually play, I forgot to mess around to try to put it in first person mode. I don't think this game would be the best in first person. No, but it was a pretty interesting experience. And you got to see like some of the interior of the car too, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah. But the, I think it might have been the start button because select is pause in this game. Yes. <laughs> so which kind of broke my brain a little bit, but yeah, I was like, how do I pause? No, I don't think it was the start button either, but there was a, there, there was a button somewhere. All right. Well, but, any, any, sorry. Anything no, else I, was about just characters? Saying, I was just saying that that was, it was really cool. I like how the characters are very unique, like Crimson Fairy is very fast. And that was like, kind of like awesome to like drive around and, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there there really is a rock, paper, scissor element to like all the different characters. Like Mr. Grimm does not have a lot of armor, but man, can he do some damage. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it's like like he's the only one on a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's already dead, so it doesn't matter. Or I guess is death. So levels, battlegrounds, races, whatever we want to call them. In the order in which you see them, it is the arena duel where you only face one opponent, the warehouse district warfare, which is three different opponents, freeway free-for-all, which is five opponents, the river park rumble, which is up to six opponents, assault on Cyberbia, which you're fighting eight opponents, and then rooftop combat. Uh, which is three opponents, and then you one-on-one duel against the boss minion. Yeah, I, I mean, I think all the levels were probably my least favorite one though. Was was freeway for all, uh, just because it sort of, I mean, it's it's sort of like a loop, like a track. You know, you can drive through it, which is kind of neat. But 
that also makes it very difficult to evade enemies. So you have to very difficult to evade. Yeah. Uh, so, you better hope you have turbo. Yeah. Run and hide basically like grab the nearest turn, the optional turn that you can. Though, I, though that uh, one is the easiest one to get all of the repair stations because true. you just keep going around that loop. Yeah. To do <laughs> Find those repair stop. stations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just doing a, you're doing the, the pit crew stuff. The, but I think the assault on Cyberbia, that's the one that I like the most. It kind of reminded me, I think I played Testimel 3 and I think France is one of the levels and that oh. level like Paris, like I thought yeah. that, 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 that one reminded me of that level. So that, that was something that, what, what did you think the levels? What were your favorites? So, yeah, I, I do really like assault on Cyberbia. But I also really liked River Park Rumble a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when you're you're driving through like this like downtown, like large downtown area, and there's like a little river and like a road, or not a, well, of course a road, uh, but a bridge going over it to kind of connect the two areas. And you've got some jumps on either side. You've got little alleyways that have the um those repair stations and like I feel like that, that just like assault on Cyberbia, kind of make it easier for you to run away and hide. Yes, but I do like now. This is assault on Cyberbia, right? Where um, there is also like what makes me think of the what is it like the canals in L.A. Yeah, the L.A. River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got like that section to it. And that's kind of like just kind of going in a circle, but then you can pop out and you've got like a little freeway section and you can pop off of that and take an exit. And then you're with all of like the houses and the suburbs and you can kind of like cut through different streets and everything there. So I don't know. I like, I like those the most for sure. Rooftop combat, not a big fan. I really don't like the design of that level uh, very much, but I don't know. It, it is rem- what it is. Like reminds me of Twisted Metal, Metal uh, Twisted Metal's version of Block Fortress, you know, in a way. But the idea yeah, that you can fall but off. If, is if not Block so good. Fortress was just like not symmetrical and somewhat poorly designed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's there is like a, a kind of a single way to go, especially if you need to go to the repair station, you need to do sort sort of a loop to get back to the mid pyramid area but yeah i don't know i think when it comes to if i'm speaking at like favorite to least favorite i'm probably going to go with like i I think like cyberbia river park rumble uh warehouse district and then like some sort of mix of freeway for all and then uh the fight for your life and, or I'm sorry, the roof combat and arena duel is, I, I didn't really, I don't really, I don't know. I guess the arena, arena duel is a little nostalgic for me, but I don't particularly like that level. It's like, get through it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't really like it that much either. Yeah. Um, I'd say my order is very similar. It'd be assault on Cyberbia being favorite, um, river park, rumble, warehouse district warfare, freeway free for all, Arena duel and then rooftop combat. <laughs> yeah. Like, though I don't like arena duel that much, 
I still think I like it better than Rooftop Combat. Agreed. So in, in these levels, not only are you fighting the other drivers, there's also just random jerks standing around firing weapons at you. Yeah. Oh, so you, you, can just be, you can just be taking that. damage and there's no other racer driver combatant near you. Yeah. I, I, like at first I was like, what the heck? How am I taking damage right now? And there's so many, like, depending on the level, there's certain areas that are just littered with people on the street firing high-powered weapons at you. Yeah. And well, yeah, rockets and you know, they have different weapons and they have jetpacks, so they kind of fly in and fly out. They are yeah. they are pretty similar to flies in my mind because they're very annoying and they're hard to kill sometimes. Yeah. Uh, they're, but running them out, you can't run them over, which is nice. No damage. So. Unless they're using their stupid jetpack. That is true. That is true. That's, yeah. I think they, the developers just thought, okay, we need to pepper in some danger and some more substance for when so you're that not, you can't just like hide and sit in one place, I guess. At least or, not safely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't hide anywhere. You got to keep moving, but also just because sometimes like when we talked about like cyberbia, it, it takes a little, it could take a little while to find your opponent. So yeah. you, I don't know if you're down to one opponent, it, again, it could take a little while. And this, I think the, the enemies add a sense of urgency about it too. So, yeah, I just feel bad for the folks in cyberbia that are just sitting in their lawn chairs yeah. on their front lawn that I run over. Yes, that's so, true. That... Feel bad for those folks. Did you notice the dogs in the game and you can't actually run them over? Oh, no. I'm not upset that you can't run them over. Yeah. I noticed that they're the only thing that is out on the streets that you cannot run over with your vehicle and kill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but just the fact that you can run over pedestrians really reminded me of Carmageddon. Like, even though I haven't really played Carmageddon, but what yes. I've seen, that was the that's the object. You run people over. So Yes. Or at least that is one of the victory conditions of of Carmageddon. But yeah, that's that's funny. I didn't even I didn't even call that out, even though like I definitely feel like there's some level of connection between uh twisted metal and Carmageddon. Yeah. It it kind of it kind of feels like if Destruction Derby and and uh and Carmageddon had a baby. <laughs> totally. With with a sprinkling of like you said, like a third person slash first person type shooter, um, like very arcadey. So yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else about the levels? I don't I I did enjoy the destructible environments. So like the uh, rooftop level, there's a giant pyramid that you have to destroy to get, you know, you just shoot with your machine guns or your rockets or whatever, and it blows up yeah. the pyramid so you can get to the healing station. So I liked that about this game. You didn't see that from a lot of games in this made around yeah. this time, like just the destructive environment. So I thought that was cool. So it's the only thing I wanted to call out. Yeah. Well, and with destructive environments, uh, the arena duel, like if you blow up some of the stuff that's in the level, that's how that's how some of the uh, item pickups are revealed. Yeah. And on the rooftop too, there's this crates that you can destroy. Oh, yeah, that's right. So forget. I've, I almost forgot about that. Speaking of weapons and item pickups, 
segue. Yeah, so of course there is the machine gun that was already mentioned. That's just default for every single car. Um, it's the weakest, but it's it's fine. It does the job. It's it's not like it does nothing. Yeah. There there are fire missiles, which it says is the stock weapon for the twisted metal combatants. Uh, but they're all over the place to pick up. What do you think of the fire missiles? I, I think I used those probably the most because you yeah, got a fair amount of them. I think like three every time you picked up, but you can yeah, hold up to over. seven or nine. So I used that a lot because it was just kind of like, okay, follow the enemy and point your car straight at them and fire the missile. <laughs> yeah. And like they, there's a little bit of homing that'll that it yeah. will do but it's not like it's not going to be as precise as the next weapon the homing missile yeah um which yeah those, those do a good amount of damage but i did not see those hardly at all uh, you know at least by comparison to the the fire missile or like the various other mines that are that are in this list too but the the power missile it's saying is the most powerful missile i guess it's aptly named yeah but I also don't think I used those a lot. I think really it was like the majority of how I played this game and like fought against the other combatants was just the, the machine gun and the fire missile for the most part. Yeah, I, I think so. Also, um, the power missile, I don't really remember having those until the end of the campaign. So I had like a stock of those or something that I used oh, okay. on the boss or tried to. <clears throat> now, the uh, non-damaging weapons, like such as the uh, tire spikes, the oil slicks, and the freeze missile. So I I wasn't sure what, the, I thought the tire spikes damaged you, but it says these small spikes puncture your enemy's tires, no damage is caused, but it will slow your opponent down for a few seconds. Uh the oil slick, I don't even know what that item looks like. I don't, I <laughs> feel like I, yeah, like I, I feel like that hardly came up. Yeah. And I don't ever remember using it. Uh -huh. So, yeah. I do, I do remember using a freeze missile though to try and freeze my enemy in place so I could yes. get some rockets off or just stay in place and shoot them. I wish it froze them for a little longer because yeah, it's not really long enough if you want to use a different weapon other than the machine gun to yeah. freeze them in place, but right. it still works. Yeah. And but yeah, but I, I didn't use it a lot. When I got frozen, it felt like an eternity. It seems oh seems like you sit there God. for like 10 yes, seconds. I know like, as a you know, fish in a barrel, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, hey, I didn't know this. Uh, it says, note, if you're hit by a freeze missile, you can break out of the freeze by pressing turbo. Oh, okay. You can turbo out of it. That makes sense. Yeah, well, that's cool. And I didn't properly... Uh, so we, we have turbos on this list, but uh, it's sort of just to refill your turbo meter, which is just like a number. And it sort of counts down every like, you know, half second or so that you're holding this thing down i didn't learn to use the turbo until like the end of the game playing a sweet tooth because you have oh. to use turbo to clear some of the gaps yeah i was like the, I the rooftop one kept dying over and over again i'm like what am i missing and i was like well let's try turbo see what that does <laughs> sure enough it makes it very trivial to clear those gaps so yeah and then there's also catapults I did not use those. I noticed <laughs> that I ran over them 
uh-huh. and got launched into the air, but I don't think they do any damage to you. Um, this wiki is suggesting use them to get those hard to reach places or to bounce enemies into your line of fire. That sounds incredibly technical <laughs> the way to use them. Yeah, at least with, with I don't know, the way this game controls, I don't think that that's the, an easy thing to do. No, I had enough time, hard enough time trying to get into those repair stations or, you know, the health stations. Because yeah, just turning sometimes. Just like, I can't even like turn to get to something that's directly in front of me, Yeah, basically. It's like, it's, you know... You can enter from the front or the back. You cannot enter from the side. It was it's almost impossible. So, and then um, so each each and every one of these combatants in this game has their own special weapon. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously very familiar with the napalm cone that Sweet Tooth uses. Yes, a scorching scoop of flaming ice cream. <laughs> That's too funny. Comes in vanilla or chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, Warthog launches three missiles at a time with a with his top secret military attack. Uh, Outlaw has a omnidirectional taser. Yeah, that <laughs> what that is. Yeah, and and you know, uh, I guess we haven't talked about bosses, but uh, uh, boss um, minion, you know, can use like everyone's special attack, and I remember getting hit by that that taser a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Um, let's see. Dark side that that semi truck uses death blast, a white hot laser beam forged in the fires of hell. <laughs> uh, Hammerhead, the big uh, monster truck, has crusher to crush your opponents under your massive tires. Uh, Yellow jacket has the Molotov cocktail. Though I really like Yellow jacket, I do not like his special uh-huh. the Molotov cocktail. It, it's kind of hard to aim. It does do a decent amount of damage, though. Uh, we got Roadkill, a steel dagger, a giant steel rod that can slice your opponent in two. I don't remember using that. Uh, Spectre, the Phantom Burst, an amazing ghostly weapon that will fly through walls and under the ground in order to reach your enemy. I was actually pretty frustrated by that special because I'd fire it at an enemy in front of me. And it would go flying all around in weird ways. And then sometimes, even though they were right in front of me, it wouldn't go to the enemy and hit them. Wow. So I was I was kind of confused by that. Let's see. Mr. Grim, Death Spawn. This weapon fires screaming souls of the restless dead. Oh, yeah. I really like that. Oh, it's the most powerful attack in the game. Hey, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, Crimson Fury has a crimson blade, a metal slicing laser beam. All right. Uh, Pit Viper has sizzle. Your enemies will break out the antacid when they get covered in this sizzling glob of metal-eating slime. Oh, <laughs> that's what that is. Uh, yeah. Thumper. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was just saying it has a very 90s like like, <laughs> like sound when it hits you. It's it kind of funny. like gack. Yeah, pretty much. Or or <laughs> slime from Nickelodeon. That's, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, Thumper has the scorcher. It's a flamethrower. Uh, and then Minion, like you said, has every special weapon whenever he wants, can use it whenever he wants and however much he wants. Great. Yeah. So this is like literally OP. I think the one that I was actually the most scared of was Thumper Scorcher, that flamethrower, because if you ran into him, he would just oh, like geez. catch you on fire yeah. and that half your health is gone. Like, <laughs> yeah, easily, you know. 
Dang, I did not realize that Mr. Grimm's attack is the most powerful. That's why I liked him so much. Because I was yeah. like, I just feel like I'm melting people. Yep. I mean, the uh, napalm cone was just felt like another rocket that I could use, but it felt like just ever so slightly more powerful. So as far as weapons and items, anything else to say on that before I guess we continue to talk about the boss? Yeah, I I mean, pretty, pretty, I think we did a pretty good job explaining them, but yeah. And I guess I don't even, I don't know if I really have much to say about minion and I, you know what? I think I did not have exactly the same experience as you with this. Part of the reason is because I started playing the level that gets you like the, the rooftop level. And then when you're done, you're supposed to one V one minion. Mm-hmm. I started it. I did not like I needed to stop playing. So I took a picture of the, the password. And then when I used the password the next time, just minion was already there. Ah, So I, I've, I never one V one him. <laughs> yeah. I, I did have to one V one him and I only had one life, which made the fight particularly kind of nasty and even just playing on easy because, you know, I, I'd get a chance to fight him. And then, you know, I, I, I attack for a little while. I'd maybe knock off like an eighth of his health. He would take half of mine and then I'd have to run to the repair station. And very rarely did, did I use the repair station to get a full heal, which I think that repair station gives you like 60 or 70%. Yeah, like improvement on easy. So it was kind of like attack until I took some damage and then avoid him until the repair station was regenerated. I really wish there was a second repair station on that rooftop because it felt like basically I had to play for like three minutes until the repair station came back. It's incredibly long time. It takes a while for it to come back. And so I I basically was using save states to like just keep trying and every time i would i learned to actually beat him i was going to have to use a save state every time i healed just to like try and curb the odds <laughs> in my favor until eventually i beat him but i wasn't the best at shooting this guy or using my special weapons so i, I can't say that you know that it was unfair <laughs> But more lot a second life would have made like all the difference, really. So yeah. So each time I went into it, because of using the password to get back to where I was, I had three lives every time. And it really wasn't that big of a problem to take minion down. Also, like I told you, because I was using the password to get back to where I was, Minion was distracted by fighting the other drivers. Yeah, that so, would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. So Minion helped me take down the other drivers and the other three drivers at least put some kind of a dent in Minion's health. Mm-hmm. And I also then tried to attack Minion while the other drivers were still around so that at least I wasn't the only thing that the AI was focusing on fighting. Yeah. So I could like get in a couple of hits and then leave. And circle back and then come back a little bit later. Like, oh, one of the other cars has been destroyed. Okay, I'm going to keep fighting a little bit. Oh, now he's coming after me. Sweet. Going to go do my loop and go hide. So, yeah. 
I, I didn't get it at first when you're like, yeah, I had to fight him one-on-one. And I'm like, what do you mean you had to do one-on-one? <laughs> so. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. Um, and if he got into the, inside that pyramid with you in, you know, where the healing station was, Ooh, like if I allowed yeah, him to follow me away. there, I, I, you're dead. Like, so that was an automatic reset every time. So, well, it was funny. Like actually he did follow me down there a lot, but then I just would drive out. Like, so I drove out, I took the little like long hallway, flew across the the gap onto the next roof. Mm-hmm. And then I would sit and turn around and be pointed right where Minion was going to be coming out and landing, like on the same roof as me, so that I was already firing, uh, firing the machine gun and then firing my specials, like as like the moment that he lands and then went off on another part of like this loop that I was doing to have him chase me. So it really was like, forcing minion to go through the same path following me all the time until like minion so slow and doesn't use turbo so like keeps falling off of the level yeah i think does possibly some amount of damage um but yeah i don't know once once i got it down to a formula like it wasn't necessarily difficult it just took a while (laughs) yeah and was like kind of irritating in that way where I'm like, come on, like, hurry up, hurry up and die already. So I can see the end of this character. And then I can fire this up again and see what, it, see what the ending's like for the next character. Uh, th- something I was wondering is I thought that maybe minion was unlockable uh, via cheat codes. It says here that he is not a playable character, but in twisted metal two is a playable character. So, ah, uh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, just have, just have that one boss. Hmm. I know we've kind of covered pretty much everything in the game. Is there anything, anything you feel like we're missing? Anything else you you want to say about Twisted Metal? I'd say you know, as far as how well the game is aged, I think it's like right up there with like Parasite Eve. Like it was, I had fun with it. In it, you know, there's yeah a, a lot of PlayStation One games where I'm I, I don't know, I don't know. I think I have a now unique perspective looking back on it. Because I wouldn't have been able to play Crash Bandicoot when I was younger, you know, when I had a PlayStation, that would have been like too hard for me. But maybe, maybe now I would enjoy it more. Who knows? But yeah, I feel like now I'm kind of, you know, closer to the target demographic for the PlayStation when it came out. Yeah. And overall, I, I, I again, as long as you're using the run and gun control scheme, I think it holds up fairly well. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like I have more nostalgia for PS1 games than I realized. Like, I just, I kind of like the texture warping. And like, though, just there, there are certain things that like, if I look at a screenshot of a game, I could be like, oh, that is absolutely a PlayStation game. Yeah. So. Yeah, very pretty iconic look. And uh, honestly, I wasn't, I don't know, you could say it was, I'm biased by nostalgia, but the graphics didn't bother me. That That was... Yeah my impression i i thought they were perfectly serviceable yeah like in in some of the the reception when they were talking about how like the static fans in the stands i'm like i literally don't even remember looking at the fans yeah. in the stand because i'm like so focused on staying alive and so focused on attacking my enemies yeah so yeah i feel like there's enough action in the game that 
you're not actually playing the game if you're sitting there and looking at and scrutinizing everything, like everything in, in, in its full motion. Yeah. I feel like looks pretty good for what it is and for when it came out and the hardware that it was released on. I mean, even if you look at something like today, like Rocket League, like the crowd is basically like a ball on a stick that like moves up and down. And, but if you're looking at the crowd, you're, you're playing Rocket League wrong. <laughs> like you're, you're not supposed to be paying attention to what's out there. It's just a background for all intents yeah. and purposes, like play the game. <laughs> so yeah, get the ball, which actually, you know, everything else about Rocket League looks pretty good. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I'd say if you have, if you have a way to play this, if you have access to it, check it out. It's yeah. fun. Um, it's, it's a nice piece of early PlayStation history, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, you know, uh, holds up well. It's, you know, it's not too long. You can just kind of, I think I played through the bulk of the game in like a couple hours. It was the, and really that was like a half hour of battling with minion. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe 40 minutes. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like this is something that maybe not immediately, but definitely one day um, I'll, I'll for sure come back to and continue to play. I mean, I I would definitely like to check out Twisted Metal 2 and 3. And as I mentioned before, I did also get Twisted Metal 2 uh, via the PSN store for my PlayStation 3. And I don't know if uh, Twisted Metal 3 is in the store or not, but the first two games are. So... Mm. It's a good way to check it out. Um, I guess if you play with a different control scheme, then maybe it would work out well on the Vita. But because of the specific control scheme I'm using, I'm like, I don't want to play it on the Vita because you don't have two shoulder buttons. So mm. I'm I'm tapped out on uh, Twisted Metal stuff. Anything, anything else from you before we go back to the future? Uh, let's go back to the future. Let's do it. Let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived back to present day, which is November the 19th, 2021, which again, that is the past for you, listener. Why don't we talk about some of the stuff we've been playing as of late, other than Twisted Metal? Real quick, I'm just going to name a couple things and probably not talk about them in any depth because there's a lot of stuff that has has uh, been persisting for a while for me. Um, like Rock Band 4. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing the current season right now. Um, I can't remember it's season 23 or 24. Just the, the this next week's challenge. It's not Rock Band. It's Mach Band, M-A-C-H, like fast. Wow. Um, that is like, that's the name of this week's challenge. So it's all songs about fast things. Or like, in my case, I have the Cars album. Okay. Uh, Moving in Stereo. I have that as a full album DLC in this game. And that's available. So I've played through (laughs) all of my Cars songs in the past like day. And that's been fantastic. Still playing a bit of Back for Blood with some friends. Um, Playing it on the veteran difficulty, which is not not the hardest one. It's the second hardest. So changing things up that way, making it a little more difficult forcing more communication, but that's been fun. Um, still playing Pokemon Go with my partner 
that's still been fun and a nice little thing to check in on a daily basis. And another thing I've been checking in on pretty much a daily basis, because I need my tomato starts, is Animal <laughs> Crossing New Horizons and the new yeah. update uh, on the Switch. I got all of my stuff on Harv's Island. Like I've paid the money to get everyone with their little trailers and their little shops over there. But Leaf keeps not having tomato starts in stock. And that's the only thing I need to complete all of the stuff that you're able to grow in the new update. Got a little farm area. You know, it's Animal Crossing Dew Valley, basically, without the, like, you know, super short day system now. But enjoying the heck out of the new Animal Crossing update. And I have not even touched the new DLC stuff with the, like, you know, happy home designer type thing. I did opt to pick it up, but have not yet started it. So I might I might do that sometime this weekend. Uh, I also have some repeat things going on here. So, you know, still streaming. I have been streaming Sekiro and uh, I, I'm probably the most recent update is I'm in Ashina Castle, which I assume is like kind of about halfway, like actually in the castle because you spend a lot of time outside of the castle in the first phase of the game. And I'm fighting the boss, Jinichiro, uh, and... He has a he's he's a boss, but he's got like kind of two full fat phases to him. And so it took me a while to get through the first phase. But now that I'm getting through the first phase, I can't seem to uh, I can't seem to really approach the second phase because I'm already kind of like spent on my health and stuff. So I think I have to like master the first phase before and then master the second phase, and then I would be able to to win, but I don't know, maybe it's a looking at the, now at the boss list of this game, maybe I'm maybe only like a third through the game, but I think I'm going to take a break on Sekiro and on Mondays, I'm going to start streaming basically our, our game of the week or game of the show, or I guess yeah. the, the bye week we'll say um, fortnightly, fortnightly, not Fortnite. So we'll talk a little bit about that, which we'll be streaming on Monday on the day that this drops, or at least that's my plan. Cool. And then also playing Stardew Valley, getting through winter. And I'm throwing myself into these like mega quests, which have been sort of updated and added to the game over the years that weren't, you know, back when I last played this game, definitely weren't in the game. And some of these quests include just like, you know, uh, collect like a hundred hardwood which you can only get like usually so much hardwood in a day, like maybe 50 in a day or something like that. If you have the, the appropriate ax or, um, or, you know, uh, collect this list of minerals. Uh, the one that I recently completed, which was a little bit was to catch 10 lingcod, which is a pretty rare fish. And in the course of seven days, and I was using sort of the wrong tackle to do that, but it's, it, it's, it's just a great way to break up the game so that, because the game has lots of like little piecemeal quests that, you know, occur every day or so, but it's nice to have like a big goal so that while you're still doing the sort of the monotony of farming and sort of the kind of same thing over and over again, and you know, it's nice to have these bigger uh, persistent quests that you're working towards. So, so I'm enjoying that. We played some back for blood, both of us. Yeah. 
So that, uh, that's, that, what, that was fun to me. I think I want to get back to playing more of that. I really like how, let me know. Yeah. I am super down to play some more. <laughs> I, I like how that game is paced compared to, uh, left for dead. Yeah. It, some like there are way more levels and they're a bit more bite-sized. Yeah. Where kind of I for some reason left for dead makes me feel kind of tired after each one because it's like yeah, yeah you're you're signing up for like a at at the quickest 30 minute commitment yeah but on average probably somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour per yeah. campaign whereas like you can save after each and every little like level that you do as soon as you get to a safe room you can bounce out and then you can pick up where you left off with your friends oh okay. um here in back for blood so like i do appreciate that about the game is like you can you can take it in small chunks you don't have to play through the entire thing in one sitting yeah i mean i think i think they do it that way because of the like the deck building component yeah i it's kind of like one of those things for left for dead it's like I want to play one. It's like, okay, I think I want to play two, but I probably don't want to play three. That's kind of like playing all day, you know? So, uh, anyway, I, I like how that's paced. I think the game feels pretty good. I played on Xbox. I think I'd like to play on PC and see what that's like. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've only been playing on PC so far and it runs great. And also I'm just going to round out the zombie list here. Yeah. That, uh, world war Z, uh, we played some of that too. That was fun. We didn't have as much of a fun time this last time we played because uh, we can't seem to progress on the Moscow map. There's a particular area that seems to be. Oh, yeah. The, the finale just, I don't understand. I've never had so much, like such a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Right. We just, we got wiped two or three times. And I think uh, we also were having like party issues of like one of the people we were trying to play with just like, couldn't connect for some reason it was it was a mess yeah we had a we had a tough time and then for some reason it didn't seem like there were like more zombies but for some reason I, we just kind of got overwhelmed faster so uh, yeah I, I didn't get it yeah so we'll, maybe we'll have to give that one another go one of these days just to try and push through that but uh, but yeah anything you want to talk about before I continue Sure. A um, couple quick things. So I did on stream, well, actually I did play on stream recently, some Rock Band 4, um, but I did play through two of these games on stream where one of them being The Need for Speed, and it's the 3DO version of the game. Oh. Um, I played that on stream a couple weekends ago, and I think it's only like three or four racetracks. So I played and won all of those and was like, okay, I guess I'm done. And then started playing Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo also on the 3DO. And that is a really good version of that game. Oh, it's awesome. Like it, it feels like exactly what I remember from the arcade. The music is really good. Um, like it, it's actually like really high quality. You know, it's that CD audio, man. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, played through that mostly as Ken and rolled credits on that. 
took me a while. <laughs> I'm not like, I wasn't amazing, but I, I got through it. Mm-hmm. And then because I started thinking about how the fourth matrix movie is going to be coming out next month. Um, I was like, Oh yeah, I have enter the matrix on the PlayStation two and I've not really played it. So I fired that up and I've been playing some enter the matrix and it's really fun. I, I, I think it's a nice extension of like that whole universe. And you also get, I think it says like there's an hour's worth of footage that was recorded. That's basically like a companion to the movie because it's, uh, it's, it's different things that are going on at the same time as what's happening with Neo and like the Nebuchadnezzar and Trinity and all those folks. But it's with, and I'm blanking, I think it's Niobe, um, Jada Pinkett Smith's character's name, and then the guy in the game, I can't remember his name. But anyway, like there's there's actual live action movie footage of those folks, but it's not from the movie. It is all footage specific for this game. So yeah, it's a nice little companion piece to The Matrix. and. Um, I've I've made it I would I think a decent amount like I'm I'm at least you know a few hours into the game but I got somewhere where I'm kind of stuck so like it keeps showing me like it keeps pausing and like pulling the camera away and showing me where I need to go uh, but it doesn't show you how to get there and I keep running around this area and I'm like cool I know where I need to go there's no way obvious to get to this place. So kind of stuck there. Um, And then I guess last little thing here was, I already mentioned it, but I did play some of the GTA San Andreas Definitive Edition via Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it felt like GTA San Andreas. Like I said, I didn't see any of the, the bugs or the issues yet since I played such a small amount of the game but I probably won't go back to this for a while. Like it's probably going to be something that I hold off until, you know, seeing, seeing more positive things come back out about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing is, it's just, it's probably not, it's, it's probably not like terrible or, you know, to play, but probably not worth your money right now as, as it stands. So um, some th- other things here. So let's see. I played some Deep Rock Galactic on the Steam version. I did. Did you join me for? You played some Deep Rock Galactic? Not maybe? not on Steam, but uh, did mm, did we play this? These I, past I, two weeks. Maybe I, we didn't. Maybe I, I didn't play it. It doesn't. I mean, not Wait. since Halloween. I think that was the last time that we played. I thought but it was I a thought, Halloween. I thought you, I, and dawdling idiot played one more we did we, we did, did play since then yes that's right we are our, our oh yeah we had to do up. yeah we had to do three those three uh eggs those like what dreadnought eggs yes that's yeah. right okay. okay so yes so we, we did play okay great so you and i did play together i've also been playing with my friend and his girlfriend who are new uh to the to the uh game so shout outs to tony the creator and uh, we've been, so we've been playing that and it's just been just inconvenient, you know, to play 
I know uh, he wants to get on some table, tabletop simulator soon. So we should do that. But for some reason, he always asks, do you want to play tabletop simulator? Or do you want to play this? And I'm like, you know, deep, I can't say no to deep rock on some level. Yeah, deep know? rock's pretty good. Yeah. So it, it, in a, a way stone, rock and stone, it's a lot like it playing a tabletop game because you know, the sort of scenarios and RNG that sort of like yeah. come into how this game is played. So we, we start, we started getting into like the next level. I think it's like danger level three or something like that. And oh yeah, we kept dying. We just can't seem to do that. So <laughs> that's hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. You can get swarmed really easy if you're not careful. So it's kind of best to stay together on that one. So maybe we can work on that to, as a group, as a unit. Uh, and something that recently got sucked back in, I got sucked back into Plants vs. Zombies is like one of my favorite games. And I it's saw... It's a good game, man. It, it's, it's it is. really good. It, yeah, it's got so much darn charm to it. And I really like the strategy element and how it's somewhat passive, how you play. And it actually would be a great game to stream also like, you know, over the cloud because of, you know, the lack of reaction time that you... Yeah. It really requires. But it's, you know, if you're not familiar, uh, so it's... The 360 version is on Game Pass, but you're just sort of laying these plants on a grid that's like we have six lanes that you have to defend against these oncoming zombie horde. And got to protect your house. Yeah. So I've already finished the campaign. I played through the campaign. I'm trying to get all the achievements because I've never collected the Xbox achievements. I've never had, I've never played this version. This is the first time. Uh, one of these days I might end up with the 3ds version who knows <laughs> but <laughs> but so far I've played through it on mobile I've played you know iPad I've played through it on Mac when it first came out that's when I that's where I purchased it um, back in oh man this was probably like 2011 something like that so it's been 10 years of plants for zombies but uh, I, I don't really care for the sequel I didn't play very far just because it's it's just a very different game with, yeah I I don't remember playing it. I know that I did. Yeah. At least I I started it. <laughs> but it definitely didn't feel the same. It's it's not um there's a lot of optional content which is, you know, gated behind paywalls. Not I I guess I shouldn't say paywall, but there's like, you know, in-game currency that you can use to there's unlock at least a pay things. fence. Pay fence. Yeah, we'll say <laughs> that. at least a pay fence. So, I didn't appreciate that and I just um Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's supposed to be a Plants for Zombies 3 coming out, but I don't think this is done by the original developer at all. So anyway, I've been, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, they were purchased by EA after this game. So to me, and if you play the mobile version now, it's ruined because it's like an ad, you know, yeah. So I noticed that sometime in the past, like couple of years when I downloaded it again, I was like, Oh, this is kind of the same, but worse. Yeah, exactly. Ads have been added like ad breaks while, when you're playing and it's, it's not good in my opinion, though the touch interface is probably the best version. Yeah. I think, you know, best way to play, but they did a great job with the controller on this because I often actually don't miss the touch controls that much. Okay. So because of how you have a cursor, but as far as like collecting things, the hitbox is very generous. So you just kind of have to move the stick a little bit in that direction and it'll pick up 
with the sun or, or the, the coins that you need to pick up while you're playing. So I'm trying to finish up the achievements. I think about halfway, maybe a little bit more. So I just kind of pick that up when I'm sort of bored and just feel like playing something somewhat idle. Yeah. And I'm doing sort of the, the, not the endless horde mode, but the horde challenges where the, there are different waves of zombies keep coming as you're okay. Those, those are kind of my favorite because you can use all the plants that you have thus far and you can really craft strategies on how to sort of funnel these zombies into different scenarios. And uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun with it. It's a good, good game. And I guess also I'm going to say that we played some Mario party for a dinner party I had recently. So uh, my friend Crossum came over and brought his, uh, his wife over and we had, we had dinner, but we also played some super Mario party after, which was fun. I lost, I was winning, but then Crossum came through with the win and steal all your stars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I sure did. Yeah. And he, he purchased, walked out of your house alive. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Purchased all my stars. Just like literally like went to the shop, like, Oh, steal a star for 30 coins. Uh, yep. Yep. And did that like four times. I'm like, God. Man. So that's yeah, it was rough, but we, I th- I'd, I'd say we had fun. Nice. And, and I'm, I'm just going to finish this list off and then you can, yeah. So we played some lethal league also, and maybe we can both talk lethal about this. league blaze lethal league blaze for the first time actually today. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> that was really fun. It's, it's an incredibly con- simple concept, but um, if you're unfamiliar, how this game plays is there is a ball that sort of ping pongs, like not unlike pong on this little 2d playing field. And you have characters that like can hit the ball and it generates speed the more that it is hit. And yeah, you can also grab the ball and sort of bunt the ball into the air. And if you hit it while it's bunted, it's like extra speed boost. And yeah, and the the objective with hitting the ball is to have the ball then hit whoever your opponent or opponents uh-huh. on the playing field are. So it's you're you're basically just throwing a baseball at each other like yeah. when it when it comes down to it you're trying to th- it, it's kind of dodgeball-esque yes you're trying to throw a ball at somebody and if they get hit by it they're not immediately out there is a life bar but you know if you knock that person out that little round is over and then you all start with with you know fresh health again and keep going but i was saying it's like it's like a fighting game mixed with arkanoid if anyone's familiar with arkanoid the like the the ball bouncing brick breaker type game yeah it it's it's a it's a fighting arkanoid game basically it it reminds me of like super smash brothers when the soccer ball is on the field so like pretend it's super smash brothers but all you can use is the soccer ball and the soccer ball bounces all over the field instead of just yeah. like kind of falling in one place like it does. So there's no it's like an anti soccer ball with no gravity. It just keeps like going around. Yeah. And it gets to the point that ball just becomes a blur and you cannot see it on it's very very difficult to block or catch or do anything. So honestly, I feel like half the time I won it was completely luck. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't feel like like I was actually countering things on purpose. It was like, 
this ball is flying around. I can't see it. I'm just going to keep hitting this button and jumping and pressing a direction and hoping that I'm in the right place at the right time. And it just so happened that that worked out for me like enough times. <laughs> yeah. I, I know times where I was hitting, I was just like planning my attack and where I think the ball might be in the near future. And that's, that's how I was able yeah. to, you know, win. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I definitely would play it more. It's funny. I've seen it. I've seen it on game pass for quite a while and just, I don't know. Didn't the, nothing in the screenshots, the description, like called out to me that I should play it. But friend of the show, Striddle cakes was like, Hey, for our like weekly gaming session, why don't we just try this out? And, uh, it was a good choice. It was fun. It was, yeah. I was, I was happy. I would play again. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I will quickly get through the rest of what I have here. So uh, this little get like, this little indie racing game came out recently that I don't know if people have heard of it. Uh, it's called Forza Horizon Five. Anyone heard of this game? <laughs> Made by a little studio named Microsoft. Or I guess it's published by Microsoft. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sounds familiar. So, yeah. So, uh, played a bit of Forza Horizon 5. Um, if you like Forza Horizon, you will like this game. So far, I'm enjoying the soundtrack. The racing feels good. Yeah. It's a good-looking game, and it's fun. I definitely want to play this at some point. I just don't know when I'm going to play it. But yeah, sometime. For, I've actually, I don't think I've ever played a Horizon Forza oh game. really yeah oh man yeah i i played forza 3 i believe it was on the xbox 360 i, I rented that and that was that was fun but like forza motorsport 3 yeah okay yeah Mo motorsport and horizon are different where yeah. horizon is like much more arcadey yeah so i dig it it's a lot of fun um, and then, so two other games, uh, or the two, two last games on my list here. So one of them is a very interesting name <laughs> that I never would have checked this game out if it was not for the recommendation of a friend of mine. And I, it's been, it's been on my back burner for quite a while. And I finally fired it up and played it. And it's called Mark Echoes Getting Up Contents Under Pressure. So it's kind of like this action adventure game and I'm trying to remember, I think Talib Kweli is the like voice of the main character. And like, there's a lot of other like hip hop R and B and rap artists that are in this game, voicing characters. Um, there's a lot of really great music in the game. I also just discovered that you can get this game on Steam. I've been playing it on the PlayStation 2. And it's, I don't know, it's fun so far. Like, there's a lot of really cool, like, graffiti and street art in the game. Like, you are a, like, graffiti artist. And, but there's, like, there's also a beat-em-up element to the game. Like, I'm still pretty early in the game, but what I've played so far, I'm enjoying. And I want to check out more of it. Um, I also just had like my PlayStation two sitting out, which is, well, I had it sitting out because I was playing Enter the matrix, um, which is finally why I ended up starting, you know, starting to play this now, but 
yeah, it's it's really interesting. Like I, I would definitely recommend checking it out on Steam or checking it out on the PS2 and just kind of like seeing what the game's about, see if it might, you know, spark spark some interest in any, in any of you out there. Um, and the last thing that I've been playing that just dropped uh, via surprise, like it was shadow dropped via this Xbox 20th anniversary stream is the Halo Infinite multiplayer. So it's still technically in beta, um, but I've been playing it and it's Halo. It's like it, it for sure is Halo. Um, played with a group of some friends and old coworkers the other night. They they carried me because I'm not that good at Halo, but it feels like Halo. It's pretty. I've been like I've played it both on my uh, Xbox One X and on my PC. It is definitely a better experience on my PC than my One X. Um, I'm getting like you know a solid 60 frames per second on my PC. But yeah, it's good. If you like Halo multiplayer, this is free to play. You don't need to buy anything. You don't even. I, I'm pretty sure you don't need to have Game Pass to play it right now. I think it's just publicly available. So check it out. It's fun. Like I like the big team battle stuff. Like that's that's where I shine the most when I get to play the objective. If it's just like Slayer, I get destroyed because yeah. I'm not that good. So yeah, um, all I've been playing, which is a lot, <laughs> but yep, you know. I bounce all over the place. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you, you know, you just need to play some things to figure out what you want to play. Right. And yeah, it, it's kind of like one of those things where people say like, Oh, well I tried reading, but I didn't like that book and I uh, just stopped reading. Well, or I, I forced my way through it. It's, it's, it's okay to put the book down. You know, it's okay to say like, I don't yeah. want to play this to completion. And I'll play something else with my time. Just, yeah. It's all about having fun and relaxing and all that. Yep. I'm bouncing all over the place all the time. I always have like a few mainstays and then like I sample tons of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a bad way to go. Best of both worlds. We'll yeah. see. All right. Well, we got anything else before you you tell people what we're going to be playing the next episode and then get the heck out of here? Um, I don't think so. I'm remembering um, that my stream schedule is actually going to change because I'm going to be traveling this week. So I won't be able to do so much streaming, but check the discord for like updates and announcements on changes to the schedule. Yeah. Um, and you'll also get notifications there uh, for when we are streaming. So Yep, or you can just go to twitch.tv slash Andy the Android and subscribe. Or I well, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. You can at least follow, maybe subscribe. Yeah. Since since you got that that uh, affiliate status with Twitch, um, or twitch.tv slash mash the newton, where you can only follow because I'm not an affiliate. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Soon soon Yet. enough. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things, things are happening in life where I might start streaming a bit more often. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, so yeah, for our next episode, we've been talking about doing this for a little while, but uh, the timing hasn't quite seemed right. And we haven't touched on anything on the Nintendo GameCube. So we're going to be playing Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. 
Heck yeah, we are. I yeah. love that game. I'm excited. I've never, never, ever touched or played the game. So I'm really excited. I'm planning on playing on my Wii uh, and I have a game disc. So <laughs> uh, there's that. Yeah. And I will be playing uh, directly on my GameCube and uh, I'm using a Carby so that I can get that HDMI output. Yeah. Um, make it, make it, make the video look a bit nicer um, cause it, it's using like the digital port on the back of my GameCube. So it's, it's basically the same port that the component cables use. Right. And I'm using the Wii 2 HDMI and that's the yeah. number two. So we'll see how, how that all, how that all works. Yeah. But looking forward to it. This is like, this is my favorite Mario golf game. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> all right. Anything else? No, oh, I think that's it. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. We know there's a lot of podcast options out there and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. It really does mean a lot. Uh, you can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com and you can subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and Good Pods. Also, you can come on in and join the Discord. That way you get streaming notifications and uh, can talk about video games with us. Uh, come on and join us next time when we talk about Mario Golf, Toadstool Tour for the Nintendo GameCube. May your gaming be fun. Bye for now. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>